Welcome to Inside the Path to Success podcast, brought to you by Opulus, where you go behind the scenes with financial planners Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh to hear stories about how leading entrepreneurs, millennials, professional athletes, and coaches navigate the natural challenges that arise on the path to success and how to advance to the next level. And now, here are your hosts from Opulus, Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Path to Success podcast. Today, we got a good little financial episode for you. Got some good things to chat about here, Ry. Yeah, look forward to it. It was a rough year in 2022. You know, 23 is, is off to a hot start, but the, you know, at the same time, the Dow collapsed like 700 points, you know, yesterday, which sets the stage for like what a lot of analysts were, were talking about is expect volatility, the upside and the downside as we kick off uh, 23 here. Yeah, and it's uh, you know it's one of those crazy things we've talked about it before on here where you know you see such a wide ranging expectations from like some of these um, you know analysts. You see the guy from Morgan Stanley that's calling for another twenty five percent drop from here. Some people are predicting we end the year at forty five hundred for the S and P, right? So like that's a huge that's a forty percent swing depending on you know which way you're looking at. So um, definitely some volatility on the horizon, but uh, we will dive into that here today. Yeah, the first thing I want to talk about it is really thinking in 23, are you an investor for the long term or are you trying to be a trader? Right? The number one thing that you can do to have poor performance this year is chase what worked in previous years, yeah. right? Specific sectors and also panic. So yeah. if you want to be a poor investor in 23, chase the winners from last year, right? And panic. So when we look at recent market corrections going back to 1987, you look at Black Monday, right? The market was down 33%. The Gulf War, the S&P was down 20 Same thing with the Asia monetary crisis. The tech bubble was down 50%. Financial crisis, the S&P was down 56%. The trade war from China in 2018, down 19 COVID-19 sell-off was down uh, 33%. And the inflation Fed shock that we saw in January 2022, really through September of last year, was down you know 23%. So those are all big market corrections that we've seen since 1987, really over the last 35 years. But what's critical to take a look at is what happened in the next 12 months. So when people were panicking and most likely selling if they weren't good long-term investors, is they missed the next 12-month rebound. Now, history is not definitely an indicator of what's going to happen in the future, but we can use this as our guide, right? So if we look at the Black Monday crash that we had, we got a 21% upside in the next 12 months. Gulf War, 29% upside. Asia monetary crisis, 38. Tech bubble, 33. Financial crisis, a 68% gain on the S&P. Trade war, 37. COVID-19, 77. Who knows what we're going to see right from September of last year to September of this year. But if history repeats itself, it should be pretty good along the way. Yep. Now, time will tell if that's going to be true or buck a different trend here. You know, but the point is, is don't chase the winners, right? Don't panic. Stay invested for the long term. Stick with your strategy. And history has shown that is going to get us favorable results and stacking the odds in our favor. Absolutely. And you know, it's that we sound like a broken record, but timing the markets is greater than timing the markets. 100%. Right? You're not going to be able to do it. We always say every single great investor ever says, don't try to time the markets, just play the long game. And like you said, you know, things come back, they rally hard. And uh, hopefully that'll be the same here. Yeah. Um, all right, so what I got for us today is a good article yesterday or two days ago now 
came from the college investor. Uh, basically, what he talks about here is he talks about just some some average analytics and just some things that we want to talk about here. So what they talk about is for millennials, so people between the ages of 20 and 40 for this um, specific article. So the average net worth by ages are as follows. Average 40-year-old is $70,000. And just as a reminder, your net worth is your assets minus your liabilities. It's the number one way that people pretty much track their financial success over time. Obviously, there's other key indicators, yep. but this is typically the way that people measure their overall financial success over a you know, one-year, three-year, five-year, 30-year uh, duration. So average net worth by age, 40 years old, 70,000, 35 years old, 25,500, the average 30-year-old, negative 1,000, and the average 25-year-old, negative 24,000, right? So does not sound awesome, but at the same time, these are averages. So nothing to be stressed about if you are, if you're below these, if you're in line with these, these are just the averages. Next thing I want to talk about is what are the high achieving net worth by age. Basically, these are people in the top 10% or so uh, for their specific age group. High achiever at 40 years old has a net worth of 700,000. High achiever at 35 years old is 400,000. 30 years old is 230,000. And 25 years old is 100,000. So why do we bring this up? Obviously, one of the things that we are trying to promote is people to be above average and get into that high achiever net worth. Yep. So how can individuals go about doing that? There's only really three ways to increase your net worth. That is keep increasing your assets, which means save more money, decrease your liabilities, which means pay down your debts, or just start to make more money and continue to do those following things. And the number one way we can do this is what we always talk about with that cash flow sheet is we need to allocate more of our after-tax dollars towards that financial section of our cash flow sheet. Meaning if you're currently in just putting about 15% of your money towards your financial goals, most of these high achievers are doing somewhere between 20 and 25% saving towards their financial goals. The average millennial right now saves somewhere between 4 and 7%. So what does that tell us? A lot of people that are in that average credit category right now just simply have to get more money into their savings and more money going towards paying off their debts. So then once they get those debts paid off, then they have an ability to actually save even more money and get more towards that um, you know, high achiever net worth. So when you gave some of those negative numbers to the of the net worth of individuals that were younger, is that like student loans, I'm guessing, or is that credit card debt? Did that article break it down at all? Yeah. So it breaks it down pretty much by you know how much, what's their average saving rate, what is their average student loan debt, mm -hmm. and what is their other average outstanding debt. So that could be anything when it comes to you know cars, yeah. credit cards, personal loans, uh, mortgage, if they have a house already, all those kinds of things are averaged in. Got it. Yeah. And I think it, just the more that we see with younger people, they're just getting stacked, stacked, stacked more and more in debt, which makes coming out of that harder and harder. Yep. Right? Yeah. And, you know, it's a shame because, you know, especially with student loans, there's not a lot of options out there right now, right? You're like, you're pretty much being holed into this process where it's like, hey, if you want to get a good job, like you kind of got to follow this yeah. system unless you go do your own thing, which, you know, isn't for everyone. But the other things we do have an ability to control, right? Well, you know, we always talk about like credit card debt is the worst kind of debt you can get into because all of a sudden you're paying yep. 20% interest. So you got to, you don't have an emergency fund. All of a sudden you got to pay for something two grand out of pocket 
uh, and you have to just throw it on a credit card, that's not costing you two grand. That's costing you twenty four hundred. Yeah. Unless you're able to pay it off, you know, by the end of the month, you're going to start paying twenty percent interest on that. And you know, with the Fed continuing to raise rates, that's so all, that interest higher. is going to keep going yeah. up. Um, so what you really need to prioritize is doing a really good job of getting your debt paid down as quickly and as efficiently as possible, which is what our uh, online course is designed to do. Tell me more, friend. It is designed to basically uh, help people get from the average net worth stage of their age okay. to you know those high achiever levels, right? And basically what it does is teaches you the best way to prioritize savings, best way to prioritize paying down your debt so that you can quickly and efficiently get to a place where you feel as though you're in a good stride to become a high achiever for your specific age and obviously just continue to grow and, you know, succeed in your own financial picture. Yeah. And the article that you mentioned, obviously, I, I don't, we don't know those individuals and what their makeup is, but when you look at, at our client base and the people that we work with, is that I would venture to guess that our clients are in the top, that top 10%, yeah. right? That you were talking about. And what though, the characteristics of those individuals, yeah, some of them inherited some money. Yeah, yeah. some of them got uh, a great idea with the business and it took off and they had a huge buyout, right? But for the majority of them, all that they've done is they've followed these fundamentals that we talk about all the time that we're teaching in our course that the other 90% aren't doing. Yeah. There's, they're executing, they understand the fundamentals, they're following a process and a system, and they just do it over and over and over and over again. They're not getting rich quick, but they're building sustainable long-term wealth in a process that works. Yep. Right? So it's just interesting to me that whether it's working out, building wealth for yourself, I'm not talking about being a millionaire, multimillionaire, but just like getting out of debt, being financially secure, and feeling really good about your financial situation is it's all the same. Be financially fit, being physically fit. You just follow good fundamentals and they work. Yep. Yeah. Jocko Wilk, baby. Discipline equals freedom. Um, you know, we, we just talk about this stuff like like all the time. I know like we always say we sound like a broken record, but at the end of the day, all it comes down to is the fact that, you know, if you're out shopping like and you know, like, okay, I can't afford the $300 pair of sneakers, then don't buy them, right? It's just as simple little things like that, living below your means, making sure you're saving, putting yourself in a good position. And over time, you're going to come out on top. But with that, hope everyone has a fantastic week and uh, we hope you enjoy. If you want even more insights on the path to success, follow Ryan and Fran at Opulus LLC on Instagram and Facebook. Or check us out on the web at www.opulus.us. Lastly, the content of this podcast is not to be viewed as personal investment, legal, or tax advice. You should always consult with a professional advisor before implementing any topics discussed.